At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. We begin hour number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM here at Circus Sportsbook. I am Dave Ross. He is Adam Burke. Adam, we have a developing situation in the Big Ten semifinal. Right now, at halftime, it was 27-20. Do the math, kids. Sparty, as we've hit the second timeout, the under-12 timeout, has already doubled up their first half total and then some. They've already scored 23 points in the first eight-plus minutes here. It's now 47-43 as Sparty has cut into that lead. I, I mentioned minutes ago you could have got them on the live number at 11-1. Uh, That's now plus 475 as they have made this a game. And all of a sudden that total now is adjusted up to 134.5. Don't know if they're going to keep up this pace. But, boy, if you're an underbacker, you're like, man, don't, don't make me sweat this out. 47 at the half, and now they're going bonkers so far in the second half. Yeah, like we said, business has picked up a little bit. And by the way, that's with Michigan State and Purdue combined to go eight for 37 from three so far in this game. But this is what I'm talking about in terms of live betting and looking for these cues. Mm -hmm. You know, I said if this one goes another four or five minutes with Purdue being up double digits, maybe Michigan State kind of caves a little bit. That's not the case. Michigan State has made a push. So, you know, live betting is is really all about kind of the timing of it. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, you, you know, unless you're live trading the game, middling back and forth and all that. It's sort of finding that sweet spot, that time when you decide that you want to dive in. For me, it was around this mark. The under-12 timeout will Purdue still be up by double digits. Feels like Michigan State may pack it in a little bit at that point in time. That has not been the case. They've closed the gap. Now this should be a game the rest of the way, I would think. Uh, By the way, still a delay here. Not official uh, that it's over, but yes, Houston, it's over. 
81-63, two minutes to go there. That total is going to go over as well. Uh, and Houston, right now, the live number, I saw that 18 and a half, of course, with that 18-point lead. So we'll see how the final two minutes play out there. Richmond cutting into this thing a little bit. It's getting interesting against Dayton. Right now, uh, Spiders stand up. It's 52-46 with nine minutes to go. They're on a 7-0 run. So in a game that looked like Dayton was going to go coast in a game they must have if they're going to be uh, discussed at all for the NCAA tournament. Getting a little bit dicey there, so we'll keep a watchful eye on there. Tennessee still holding on to a 10-point lead uh, right now, the live number there. How about this? Tennessee laying 7.5. They have a 10-point lead with that over uh, under set of about 127.5. So the market expecting at least for Kentucky to make a comeback here. Yeah, and this is another one. I mean, Kentucky, there's a little under 14 minutes left in the second half. They've not made a three yet in this game. And it was something that you and I were talking about a little bit before the break that I was looking at with this box score, thinking to myself, Kentucky's very talented. I think if they're healthy, they're the team I would pick to cut down the nets. But this is kind of their problem. Three-point shooting, they don't take a lot of them. When they're forced to, as Tennessee is kind of done here by playing some tough defense, we're seeing what it does to the Wildcats. Mm. So, again, as you start thinking about these draws, as you see the bracket release come out tomorrow, you start thinking about these matchups and the styles of play and all of that, you got to start thinking about some of these things. You know, Austin Mock mentioned it. He's looking at the top teams, and he goes, they all have weaknesses. There's something wrong with every one of them. Mm. And if they run into the wrong draw, then this is when we see the upsets and those bracket-busting things take place. And maybe this is a situation to me where I look at Kentucky and I say, if you've got a physical team that can pack it in and play tight two-point defense and they have to shoot from three, that's their problem area. You know, we talk about it all the time, like with the Super Bowl with some of those exotic props you can get out there. And I, I gave one to Austin just as a hypothetical. But again, if you get that option to either take all four one seeds or the field to cut down the nets, I would put that right around even money. I can understand why you might take the field because we'll figure out who these one seeds are. But to your point here, when you watch Kentucky, if they are in fact a one seed, I don't know how dominant they are. Gonzaga clearly. I, I think everybody understands that. But Gonzaga has never won the national championship. So like we're all just assuming that the Zags team that didn't get it done last year against Baylor that are gonna get it done this year. And again, it was about four to one. That's even less than now. I think about plus three seventy five market wide here. So I love the Sags team. I think they're very good. I don't think they're as good as last year's team that didn't get it done. So it'll be interesting to see how some of those future props play out. But when you watch these games, Purdue right now holding on to a four-point lead against Sparty, there are a lot of really good teams, but maybe not overall great teams. Yeah, and I think it's really a a fair way to look at it is that there are a lot of really good teams. And and the great teams, too – you know, I mean, they they have their questions. You mm-hmm. know, Gonzaga, the, the age-old question for Gonzaga is always, you know, they play a bunch of West Coast Conference teams, and then they get to the tournament, and they're playing teams that are closer to their level, certainly on their talent level. You know, they, they do play a good non-conference schedule. You know, they did play some quality non-conference games this year. But there's something to be said about playing your conference for two or three months where you typically win every game by double digits. And I know the West Coast Conference was much better this year with San Francisco, St. Mary's, and all that. But, you know, now you're playing teams – that have the same length as you, that have the same athleticism as you, that shoot maybe not to the same exact degree of efficiency, mm-hmm. but they're at least close. You know, those are those are really gut check things for a team like Gonzaga. And and that's why I think, you know, they've had really good teams, promising teams, statistical monsters. They haven't won the NCAA tournament yet. Let me ask you about a team that I see in the board there that I, I don't root for just personally, but when money's involved. I see the Dukies at 12 to 1. And again, you saw Duke after they got that win uh, last night over Miami. They asked the kids, who do you want to play, Virginia Tech or UNC? And they said, UNC. Like they wanted the revenge game. They're not going to get it. 
They're going to get the Hokies in this final here, uh, laying about six points is what I'm seeing here, pre-flop total around 136. But Duke overall, at 12 to 1, I don't know what line they're going to be. One or two is what I'm thinking at. at, at where I don't know if they can get a one by winning the ACC, and I'm really down ACC. They feel like a two seed to me. But, Adam, you know the committee, they'll never admit this, is going to try to find a pathway for Coach K and his swan song that would be, quote-unquote, advantageous to them. To me, 12-1, to 1, they have as much talent as anybody out there. It feels like normally you can't find value at Duke. That seems like value to me. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of recency bias in that price because they've played awful defensively. In the two games of the ACC tournament, 1.148 and 1.142 points per possession allowed. Very, very bad numbers to Syracuse and Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, Syracuse is, is not a great offensive team by any means, as you know. And, <laughs> and, you know, Duke still did whatever they wanted on offense for the most part. Or, uh, Syracuse did whatever they wanted on offense in that game. That's the problem with Duke. Their perimeter defense is not good. Right. And also, too, you know, we talk about the ACC being down. You know, Duke's got really good offensive numbers. Their defensive numbers, they're a top 40-ish team in defensive efficiency. What happens when they play these good SEC teams or these good Big 12 teams or something like that? You know, they're not playing the ACC anymore. You know, they're playing better quality competition. And you could say from a talent standpoint, you know, 12 to 1 does look like an attractive price. But defensively, they just, they worry me so much that, that I can't jump in. Yeah, and again, I felt like a cheap shot with the Syracuse comments. I'll just put that out there. My, my apologies. Uh, We're show together, and I'm already on your bad side. I get it. By the way, Kentucky, I, I just keep looking up at him. You know, we're getting the points, and Sparty, by the way, has cut this to a three-point game now. So, again, those 11 ones to come back and win when they were down 11, those are long gone, 52-49. Uh, could be a tight one the rest of the way there. Kentucky's offense, I think you, you've diagrammed it and outlined it pretty well. So before people get chalky with Kentucky in their brackets, I mean, they can't score today. They're about 12 minutes to go here in regulation, and they're still down 45-33. So Kentucky's offensive lows right now are, are kind of being shown. I know Oscar Chichibwe is back now in the fold, uh, and he might be the, the player of the year when it's all said and done. I didn't realize that without Toshiba, they can't score, and they didn't in the first half. Right, and Toshiba has seven of their 11 points in the second half here. So, first of all, that shows the importance of him being out there on the floor. And, in fact, he's out there playing now with three fouls because Kentucky can't do anything Nothing. when he's not on the floor. So, you know, that, that is something, again, you start, if you're able to watch these games or mm-hmm. at least, you know, kind of follow along with the box scores and all that, you start filing these things away and keep them in mind as you're filling out your bracket, as you're making your bets and all of that. Because, look, we're past the point now where Kentucky is going to play bad teams. Right. We're past the point where Tennessee is going to play bad teams. You know, in theory, these should be you know the the fifty or so best teams, and then the eighteen or so one bid leagues that are in this NCAA tournament. So you can't pad your stats against an inferior opponent or something like that. Now you're playing teams that are on your level, and some teams are better equipped to handle it, or better coached to handle it, or you know can just win out with their talent if they're that elite. And right now, Kentucky not showing that. Uh, by the way, we do have a final. Houston is going to go uh, to their conference tournament championship game with a 20-point win over the Green Wave, 86-66 over Tulane. They're going to wait the winner of Memphis and F- SMU, a game we've talked about how much SMU needs it. Is there a way that this is a three-bid league, or do you think it's if SMU loses to, to Memphis today, we're looking at two? I think it depends on how the committee views Memphis. Okay. You know, do, is 
you know, is Memphis, because look, you look at Memphis out there from the ranking sites and all that. I mean, they're a top 20 team. Mm -hmm. Does the selection committee view Memphis as a top 20 team? And if they do, and SMU goes 3-0 and against Memphis, I mean, those are three really significant wins. Those are three better wins than anything Houston has. Yes. So, you know, to me, I think you'd have to sort of look at that and say, how, how is the selection committee going to view Memphis? Not only for where Memphis gets seated, but also if SMU gets in. And, you know, SMU did not really match up super well with Houston throughout the regular season. So, you know, I think it's kind of an interesting little thing here where if SMU wins today, are they in? Do they have to win tomorrow and get that auto bid? Oh. They have to have that close loss. You know, I think it's really dependent on how the committee views Memphis and if they view them in the same light that the public metric sites do. Uh, SMU right now still getting four and a half uh, over under is slated at right around 142 is what we're seeing for that total right now. So let's see. Look, we get it. Memphis is in. SMU knows that that is not the same scenario for them. Certainly eyeball test. So SMU, a big one today, catching that four and a half points. So we'll, we'll do a little bit more of a deeper dive on that one as well. Get to some of these other conference games as they get ready to tip. By the way, Dayton, we mentioned it, man. They need this game. They were up big, double digits. They're not up big anymore. Seven minutes to go now in regulation. Uh, the pace is slowing down a little bit, too. Dayton up 52-48 uh, right there in that one. And by the way, I want to mention that Norfolk State, my old neck of the woods in the 757, they have punched their ticket in the MEAC. They get a win over Coppin State today. Don't go anywhere. Much more to get to. We'll also try to get a sneak peek at the golf. The carnage still setting in. Six under is still the leaders, and those guys haven't tipped off and haven't teed off in over a day. So nobody is making a move on the leaderboard at the TPC. Come on back. It is Betting Across America right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, <laughs> hey stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with Some everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross, Adam Burke, coming at you from Circus Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. This is betting across America. And across America right now, things are getting tight. Really tight in the Big Ten. Sparty was once down by 11. Right now, down by four, 58-54 there as we wind down here in the second half. We mentioned Dayton in a game they must have. An 11-0 Richmond run. They were down by as many as 13. They've cut this to a two-point game now, 57-55, as the Spiders have clawed back into that one with four minutes to go there. In Tennessee, just keeping Kentucky at arm's length here, still up 13, 10 and a half minutes to go there in a very low-scoring affair, 58 35 uh, and the Spartans again uh, hanging tough here. 57 54 right now, a three point game here in the Big Ten. Yeah, Purdue already in the bonus here. And, you know, look, we talked about it 47 points in the first half. The full game total for this one's not totally in jeopardy as mm. of yet, 142. But if we get that foul fest, oh boy, then uh, there's going to be some very unhappy people. Hopefully they took a piece of the second half over and tried to at least middle it or at least kind of hedge against what we're seeing here where. 47 points in the first half, 64 in the second half, and there's still six minutes left. And I believe Sparty has cut this to a one-point game now, 57-56. So, boy, the only thing you don't want for that pre-flop total is overtime. Yes. Because that's that's where everything goes to die, it seems like, certainly. Uh, but Sparty, kudos to them. They've got back in this game. I uh, did not know that that would be the case, and here they are only down by one. Kentucky down by 11 against Tennessee. I do want to ask you this because this goes back to what Austin mock talked about when we had the segment with him about not really liking the big 10, right? So Michigan state by all accounts is not a great team. No. I mean, they, they were a very pedestrian team. Uh, yes. To be fair, it's a very good conference, but you see Michigan state making a big run here, right? And I think it's going to sort of create this narrative and it's probably an accurate one. And I tend to agree with what Austin said that the big 10 is overrated it's not as good of a conference as it is. But then you look at Texas A&M making a run through the SEC, mm-hmm. right? And the SEC is widely believed probably to be the second best conference, I would say, behind the Big 12. Absolutely. What does that say about 
like Texas A&M and what they're doing. What does it say about Michigan State and what they're doing? Because, again, keep in mind that a lot of this stuff for March Madness is narrative-driven. Mm-hmm. It's perception bias. It's recency bias and all of that. So you've got a Michigan State team making a run here. Even Indiana team had also made a run who wasn't great during the regular season. No. But then you also have these other kind of middle-of-the-road teams making conference tournament runs. I don't know. I think it's just going to be really interesting to hear what a lot of those talking points are you know, across the industry over the next week or so. I think it's a, it's a fair point. Again, Sparty got as close as one, but back-to-back threes by Boiler Up, they're starting to pull away a little bit, 63-56. But again, we'll keep an eye on that total. That second-half total is going to go over, but that pre-flop one, we believe still plays to the under, but we'll find out. Under four timeout in Dayton uh, with the Flyers holding onto a two-point lead against Richmond. And Tennessee, again, every time you look up, up 13 now, nine minutes to go in regulation there. And in the game everyone's watching, the MAAC final, oh. St. Peter's up six on Monmouth at the under-16 timeout in the second half. Love it. Uh, we mentioned Steve Mackinan in our first hour here. He's got some great trends on VEASAN.com right now to take a look at and how they might correlate with what we could see in some of these finals. Let's get to the big sky here uh, with Northern Colorado taking on Montana State here. Uh, Single-digit favorites, 34-8 and eight straight up, 31-11 and 11. ATS, almost a 74% clip since 2015, including 6-0 and straight up in ATS in the title game. What do you make of that? those trends in correlation with today's game? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because, you know, the Big Sky is, it's actually one of my favorite conferences to, to follow and bet on because there are so many different teams. You've got teams that play slow, teams that play fast, teams that bomb away from three, teams that can't shoot the three at all whatsoever. <laughs> you have a lot of different types of teams here. And you've also got some new blood. You know, usually it's Montana and Weber State. Those right. are the two teams that kind of stand out a little bit. Northern Colorado's had a pretty good run over the last few years. They're actually in the title game tonight. It's a Montana State team that you know, has kind of become an upstart over the last few years here. A lot of different types of teams. And I think it makes sense that favorites would do well in this conference tournament, and specifically you know, as we get deeper into it, because those tend to be the more polished teams, whether it's for that season or kind of a you know few-year legacy program, so to speak in the big sky. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's something that does make sense. And, and again, applying context to a trend that has a pretty large sample size where a lot of things have changed. A lot of teams have changed throughout the last few years in that conference. But it does stand to reason to me that the favorites would do a little bit better here just because the favorites typically tend to be a decent amount better than the teams they're playing. Another one that's interesting is in Conference USA coming to us from Steve Mackin. And how about this with UAB, a three-point favorite right now against La Tech. Faves of seven points or fewer are 31 and 13 ATS. Again, almost a 71% clip since 2014, which would seem to be good news for the Blazer Nation tonight. This is a similar thing where Conference USA, a lot of different types of teams, a lot of teams that play slow, a lot of teams that play fast, teams that shoot the three, teams that rely on getting it down at the rim, you know, all that kind of thing. It's just. I think that typically when you see these conferences where you have a lot of variability between the teams, not only in terms of talent level, but also with what they do, the styles of play that they have, generally speaking, when you get to the conference tournament, the favorites will be a little bit more predictable, a little bit more projectable. They won't be as high variance as some of the other teams in the conference. So this is also one that makes sense to me. Uh, Very quickly, I just looked up. First lead of the day for the Spiders. Richmond has come all the way back on Dayton. They've got a 59-58 lead here. With three and a half minutes to go, if we get some in-game pricing here as to whether or not Richmond could pull off this shocker, and it would be a shocker and certainly end Dayton's run uh, for potential NCAA tournament bid, whoa, that could be a, a major shakeup there, so we'll keep a watchful eye on that one. I feel like Dayton hasn't scored in like a half hour. <laughs> it, it honestly feels that way. And also, too, see, this is something that can happen, and you think about live betting angles again, too. Yep. 
This is something that can happen because Dayton plays at a glacial pace. They do. If they go cold on offense, they can go into these significant droughts like what we're seeing here and one that's definitely allowed Richmond to get back in the game. I mean, it's what, a 15-0 run over the span of like eight minutes or something like that? Dayton, by the way, still laying a point and a half here. So, again, expecting them to come back. Can they cover the two? We'll find out. But right now, Richmond uh, in that lead here, 59-58, 2.44 to go uh, in regulation. Getting tight there. Uh, let's get to Texas A&M Corpus Christi against Southeast Louisiana. And uh, Southeast Louisiana is going to lay two and a half here. Favorites in the championship game, 11 and two straight up and 10 and three against the number here. Uh, almost 77% since 2008. So the Southland tonight, that would be good news for the small favorites. This is one where, and again, no disrespect to Steve, but this mm-hmm. is one where the context to me wipes this trend completely out because okay. The best teams from the Southland are now in the whack. Right. Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, and Sam Houston State are typically you know, the best teams from that conference, and now they've gone over to the whack. So, you know, look, you've got Southeastern Louisiana and Texas A&M Corpus Christi here, two teams that really aren't used, aren't accustomed to being in this type of situation. So it, the conference just looks dramatically different at this point in time to the point where this isn't really one that I would I would put too much stock in. Okay, so that, that's fair again because when you see the changing nature of some of these and again, the context matters here for some of these stats that are compiled with teams that are no longer in those conferences, so you can understand how that might play out. Let's get back to some updates here because uh, Dayton right now has tied Richmond, 59 all, two minutes to go there, so we'll keep an eye there. Uh, Purdue has pulled away a little bit here as we're getting uh, down to the nitty-gritty. They've got an eight-point lead shooting foul shots, 64-56. So Sparty looks like they gave it a really good run uh, missed free throw here, but Purdue's going to get the ball back. That's a backbreaker Oof, because now they're going to take another 20 seconds off the clock, probably get a good look again. Well, maybe they're not going to take 20 seconds off the <laughs> clock, but they're probably going to get a good look against the Michigan state team where fatigue may start setting in a little bit. Like you've talked about. It's just you, those offensive rebounds are just, you know, and now there it's a 10 go. point game. So, you know, the, those offensive rebounds are just, and, and again, Something to look at for the NCAA tournament. Offensive rebounds are backbreakers. You, yes. know, you play good defense, you don't get the ball back. You can't score without the ball. There are so many reasons why offensive rebounding is a statistic you want to pay close attention to here when we get to the tournament. Uh, by the way, the Spiders just hit a three. Richmond's up 62-59, a minute and a half to go. We've got a timeout there. You know, when your season's up against it, like Dayton's is now, it gets tighter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get looser. So giving up this big double-digit lead that they had in the second half in a game that they absolutely had total control in, if you want to wager it right now, plus 240 on the live number for Dayton to come back and win this game, good luck. Because to me, the experiences that I've seen, normally things get tighter, not looser for teams that gave up that big lead. Right now, Richmond uh, almost laying uh, $3.50 here uh, to hold on to that lead. So it's going to be tough sledding, sledding for Dayton to get back and get this win here. Especially because it's been such a prolonged drought. You know, I mean, they started the second half in pretty decent shape, and then they've just gone ice cold is an understatement. Yeah. You know, and, and you start thinking about that as a player, right? You start thinking about that me- mentally of, you know, we're missing our clean looks or we're taking a bunch of contested shots. You know, coming out of a timeout, do they get a good look? We'll have to wait and see. All right, 23-9 of the season. They go to 23-10. and 10. They're not going to get any at-large bids. So Dayton knows this is a must-comeback scenario. Uh, by the way, Purdue holding on to a nine-point lead now, about three minutes ago in regulation there. So we'll give you some updates, some live numbers. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This 
is betting across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start in your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting tomorrow with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every single game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray, they're going to analyze every game, discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the very best early value. Do not wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VEASAN.com. Dave Ross, Adam Burke, drama for Dave. Not looking so good for the Flyers right now. Final seconds, got a foul. Got a foul down three. Richmond's going to the line, 23.3 seconds to go in regulation. Up by three. Boy, Richmond... If they get to the finals, there's a bid stealer. So, again, we're trying to project which teams we think are going to get there. We talked a little bit about Michigan off the top. They are not rooting for the Richmonds of the world to potentially be a bid stealer here. Uh, And now, again, in the A-10, they'd have to win the whole thing in order to get that bid. But right now, so far, so good. Looking like they might be able to get by Dayton if they can hold on and hit some free throws. Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually a good thing for the bubble teams because Dayton is a team that sort of has an at-large type of resume. Uh, and Davidson is not in Davidson would have to win over Richmond to get that automatic bid. So that's literally a play for a one bid league tomorrow. If Dayton's not able to win this game, uh, it looks to me like the a 10 should be a one bid wow. league, but you know, this would eliminate Dayton from the discussion. By the way, Richmond misses the front end up three and then Dayton turns it over and Richmond gets the loose ball and fouled again. So 11 more seconds have come off the clock. Maybe that bubble is about to burst for the flyers, but again, Richmond got to hit your free throws. If you're going to get this done, you ended my alma mater yesterday, VC. You might be ending Dayton's chances here uh, today. Very quickly, Kentucky, don't look now. All right, you can look. They've made this a single-digit game. They've been down about 13, feels like, most of the way here in the second half. 57-49, four minutes to go in regulation there. So they're starting to make some inroads uh, into that lead. And again, pre-flop Michigan State and Purdue. What was that uh, that total sitting at about Adam? Oh, uh, let's right see. Now, that total was one forty-two. Okay, should be safe. Should be safe. But as Purdue misses you know. a free throw, seventy to sixty-two here. Sparty with the ball. If it's not a foul fest or a late three-pointer fest, you would think you'd be okay. As Sparty goes in uh, and misses there too, so the fouls will begin here. About a minute to go. You would think you'd be okay. Uh, right now, let's see if Sparty might not even be fouling. Jaden Ivey has been a crash test dummy here the last few minutes. He, he landed hard on his back. He blew a tire there trying to go to the lane. Uh, you know, if, if I'm Matt Painter, I'm kind of sitting here going, all right, boys, like, it's great to win this game. But, you know, we, we kind of need Jaden Ivey, and he's kind of uh, hobbling a little bit there on the floor. Are you surprised Sparty's not fouling? They're letting this time go. We got a block, so Purdue's going to get some free throws here. But 40-plus seconds to go here down eight. No foul. Play it through and let all that time come off the clock. Yeah, that, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I'm not going to say it's a white flag from Tom Izzo, but, it but like again, it. it's one of those things where you kind of go, you know what? If we don't have to play tomorrow, that's okay. Right. And I think that that's kind of what we're seeing here, and it's going to help out underbetters, it looks like. It absolutely is. So, again, I think you're going to be safe there because it looks like Purdue uh, is going to get this W if Michigan State waves the white flag. Richmond hit the front end. They complete a pair, so they're up 66-61. 11 seconds to go here in regulation as Dayton's going to try to make a mad dash here and see if they can knock down a three. They cannot. 
and this is all but over. Richmond is going to pull the upset. Under four seconds, ago, 3.9. Five-point lead, Dayton. Bye-bye. Cannot see a scenario here now, right, Adam? You don't, you don't think they're, they're going to get an at-large with, with a loss like this when you had a double-digit lead and can't hold off Richmond? Nope, it'll be Richmond and Davidson tomorrow for the automatic bid here out of the A-10. And, you know, look, I mean, I, I, I think that you probably would have to look at Davidson tomorrow. I mean, these have been, you know, obviously it wasn't a super tough game yesterday against VCU for Richmond, but you beat your rival, then you outlast Dayton here in this game. And then now you're going to go play a Davidson team that makes you kind of chase the ball all over the half court when they're on offense. I think you probably look at Davidson tomorrow on that one. Okay. I, I hope I didn't jinx things for the underbetters in the Michigan State-Purdue game because after those two made free throws, Sparty, of course, comes down, sticks to three, and guess what they did? Foul! So now we've got 72-65. Now they foul, but down eight, they, they didn't. didn't foul! Don't understand it. We'll see how this uh-huh. plays out. So 142 could turn out to be a sweat here in the final second. 72-65. You would assume Purdue is in good shape, and Purdue is By the way, we got, we got spread drama, too, yeah. <laughs> it's never easy. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Isn't it, though? Jaden Ivey's going to the line here. So, again, seven-point lead for Purdue uh, in 137 on the current total here. But you do have Jaden Ivey uh, still in the game and still one of your better free-throw shooters at 74%. A 90-point second half. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying that this is going to go pre-flop over, but if it does, at 27-20 at halftime, how in the wild, wild world of sports could that possibly go over? Yeah. Uh, 80, uh, Ivy just hit the front end, so right now it's an eight-point lead as they're shooting more. So, again, we'll keep an eye there. That would be an awful beat. It would be, not especially so- when you're talking about two teams that are 14 of 48 from three, and this one's still – Maybe going to find a way to go over. See, if Michigan State misses here, then the question is, do they fall again? Correct. Well, they're going to the rack here, and they're going to kick it out for three. That is good. They're going to foul. Timeout. 74-68. We're going to have a 100-point second half in this game. Okay, look, because some people always debate this on social media. Oh, it's not a bad beat. This this has got to be an all-time beat if you took the under. Yeah, this isn't great. I mean, Michigan State has six free throw attempts in this game. They're three for six. Purdue up to 16 of 23, and they're going to be going to the line for two more here. Look, and, and here's the thing, too, right? Like, so you're sitting on under 142. You're going into halftime. There's 47 points in the game, right? So you could play the second half over. Hopefully you did that. You've That's got a, a good middle. Part. You've got right. a very good middle there for this game to land. And then it's going to go over the, the full game total. But, you know, again, this is something that I think is really important where it looks like you've got a good bet, and you do. But also, I don't know what the second half total for this game was. I'll have to check and, and see you know what that middle actually wound up being. Oh boy! But you know, this is one of those things where you always want to be looking for opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, you always want to be looking for opportunities to maximize profit or minimize loss. You know, and it's really hard to beat this thing straight up betting pre-flop exclusively all the time. Look, the second half total for this was seventy-three and a half, right? So we had forty-seven in the first half. So the adjusted game total one twenty and a half. If you're sitting on under one forty-two. You have like a 21 and a half point middle there. Oh That's a really good betting opportunity that does mm-hmm. not come up often. And, you know, obviously the full game is going to go over. But, you know, if you were looking at that and you kind of looked at the shooting numbers, looked at the pace and everything, knowing that a foul fest was possible, maybe that's a situation where you wanted to take a second half position on the over. Maybe not for the full bet amount, but at least for part of it to kind of protect yourself against this type of scenario. And again, remember, this is literally seconds ago. Sparty was not fouling. Right. They were playing it out. Uh, looked like they were waving the flag. 
And then all of a sudden you get a block call, make a couple free throws, and Sparty's hit two three-pointers since then, and there's the foul. So, again, at 142, all you need is one more made free throw, and it's going to go over. If you're Purdue minus six, I don't know which side I'd rather be right now, Purdue laying the six or Sparty getting the six preflop because Sparty feels like they're just getting open looks and knocking down threes. Uh, let's see how this the final seconds here play out. Tennessee, by the way, under four timeout there. They're up nine in a low-scoring affair, 58-49. So it looks like Tennessee, can they hold on and beat Big Blue? Again, maybe not the worst thing for Kentucky backers next week, but certainly not a good thing if you back them today in this SEC semifinal. They have looked just out of sorts all day, especially offensively. Yeah, they absolutely do. I mean, they're one for 15 from three. And I know I keep harping on that point, but this is something that will eventually catch up with them in all likelihood in the NCAA tournament. They're going to play a team that's going to defend well inside the perimeter, and they're going to have to knock down shots. Today they haven't, and they're under 50 points, you know, at the under four timeouts. So, you know, these are things that, again, you just you you try to pick up on these things as you're watching games and file them away, hoping that they wind up being valuable at some point in time. Uh, Michigan State, by the way, sorry, underbackers, it's over. 75-70, and guess what? They get an uncontested layup and then don't foul. So if you had Purdue minus six, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. It's over. Now they call off the dogs. 75. There's no rhyme or reason to that. 75-70 is the final as Purdue marches on. But, boy, those final minutes, no matter which side you had, total side, just drama to the very last second, uncontested layup. It's both Michigan State to cover the number and certainly the over had already gone over, but just barely 75-70 the final there. Kentucky down 10, uh, under three minutes to go there. Tennessee looks like they've got a parade to the foul line going there, so they're in good shape. SMU off to a quick start against Memphis here, 5-2, uh, to two, 18 minutes to go there as well as we just get tipped there. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some uh, other uh, Power 5 games getting ready to go, the ACC title game between Duke and Virginia Tech and then maybe some smaller conferences that we haven't touched on as much. But boy, oh boy, you had Purdue and the under. You felt like you had that all the way until you didn't as Sparty covers the number. They don't get the win uh, 75-7, and that number does go over. Woo! Take a deep breath. Reset. We're not going anywhere. Adam got one more segment to go before we turn it over to Brady Cannon. And by the way, if you had Brooks Kepka today at TPC, thoughts and prayers. Eight over par for Brooksy. He's been one of the smaller favors to win at Augusta in a couple weeks. Awful couple days right there at TPC Sawgrass. Come on back. It's betting across America right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets or risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use toward dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wow, what a wild twist and turns we've seen here. Adam Burke, Dave Ross coming to you from Circus Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. And uh, got a very interesting tweet from Trip Tepper, who said the underbetters in the A10 semifinal between Richmond and Dayton did not enjoy that banked-in three by Dayton at the horn, closing number 129.5, final score 68-64. Do the math. Not good as Dayton loses and the game does go over. Okay, Adam, looking up here, and again, we saw Michigan State make that comeback. They come up short, but they do cover the number, 75-70. Kentucky making a late run here at Tennessee in the SEC semi-series. They're down by five. Uh, got a, a look now to see a review scenario, who's going to get the ball. But uh, right now, Kentucky's showing some fight to try to get back in this mix. Yeah, and I think it's good to see, especially because, you know, as I kind of talked about already, like, they made a push, a token push, I would say, to be a number one seed yep. with Auburn getting knocked out. If they'd win this conference tournament, they would have gotten one. But, you know, also, too, in the, the first half of this game, they were without Toshibwe for 11 and a half minutes. They were, like, one for a million from three. <laughs> you know, so at least they're still in the game. They're showing some fight, and, and that's a positive, you know, because you face a lot of adversity in the NCAA tournament. That's a good thing because they very easily could have been like, well, whatever, we're a two seed. It's cool. You know, we're fine with that. And I so think, good for I, them. And I think what you've shown, too, is – that if Toshiba were to get in foul trouble, not saying this is a one-trick pony team, but finally showing some fight. But what a difference he does make in that lineup. Kentucky does have the ball, by the way, 
Uh, and they're going to go to the foul line down by just five, shooting two with 90 seconds to go. This could be a one-possession game, so we'll keep an eye on that. Some other Power 5 tournament games that we need to talk about. How about the final in the ACC between Virginia Tech and Duke? Look, I, I eyeball test Virginia Tech. They look like a tournament team to me. Most of the places I see still have them right there firmly on that bubble, either first floor in or first floor out. What do you make of the Hokies today, and do you like them catching six against the Dukies? I like him catching six largely because I, I can't lay numbers with Duke. We talked about it earlier on the show. The, the Blue Devils defense is, is very poor, mm-hmm. particularly around the perimeter. And Virginia Tech is a team that, you know, look, they, they shoot a lot of threes. They're 42% three-point rate. So 42% of their field goals are three-pointers. And they're top five in the nation at hitting them at 39.1%. So, you know, look, they they can match up well against what Duke's biggest defensive deficiency is. So I do like them getting the six here. I know that Duke wants to win the ACC tournament for Coach K, Mm -hmm. but Virginia Tech knows that if they win this game, they're in. If they lose this game, they could very well be out. So, you know, I I do like Virginia Tech here in this one. But that'll be an interesting one, too, because we talk about scenarios. Does it matter if Virginia Tech loses a close game? Does it matter if they get blown out? How does that eyeball test work from that scenario? But you're right. Virginia Tech wants to take out all doubt, go ahead and punch their own ticket by winning the ACC. And Duke does want to win this for Coach K. Make no mistake about it. After they got lambasted in their last regular season game against UNC, they wanted that rematch. They, they're not going to get it. Let's see if they're still as motivated, you would assume, against a Virginia Tech, Tech team. That total, by the way, has come down a little bit from pre-flop 138.5. It's been bet down a little bit to 136.5. Kansas uh, against Texas Tech in the Big 12 final, maybe arguably the best conference in all of college basketball. Kansas taking a little bit of the money we've seen here, gone up from one to two in most places here. What do you make of rock chalk Jayhawk and which could be a rock fight if Texas tech has their way today? Yeah. Like we talked about earlier on in the show here, I think this game largely comes down to the pace that it's played at. If it's played to a quicker pace that benefits Kansas. If it is a rock fight and a slug fest and a very physical, ugly type of game that plays the Texas tech strengths. And I feel like Kansas, you know, look for, for bill self again. I mean, you're here now, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not, well, I don't know if I want to play tomorrow. You're here now. So <laughs> at this point in time, you obviously want to win this conference tournament. Go ahead and secure that number one seed. I think they will want to push the tempo. I think they understand that's their best course of action against Texas tech. Will Texas tech end up getting caught up in that? And furthermore, look, Texas tech forces a lot of turnovers. They also turn the ball over a lot. So are they able to take care of the basketball in a game that if, it, if it's played a little bit quicker of a pace, those turnovers do tend to be magnified a little bit. So pre-flop, nothing for me, but I think this is a an ideal game from a live betting standpoint to see how the first half of the first quarter looks. Yeah, and that, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I think this is one of those you wait to see how it's called, wait to see how the pace of play is, and then maybe if you find a spot in early one of those TV timeouts, maybe you can hop into there at that point if you really feel like you have a good handicap on the game flow. By the way, Kentucky down four, had an opportunity with a three-pointer to cut it to one-point game. They missed, so 66-62. Boy, the points have come quickly for Kentucky here in the second half after a really low-scoring affair in that first half. Uh, 37.5 points here, uh, 37.5 seconds to go here, rather, and Tennessee is going to be shooting foul shots here. So looks like they knocked down the free throws. They're going to hold on and get to the SEC final, but this thing is not over as of yet, so we'll keep an eye there. Looks like we got a, is there a review on an elbow here too? This could be, oh boy. So Tennessee had secured the rebound, but I believe a charge call was made. So Kentucky should be getting the ball back. And if that is deemed to be flagrant, we could have free throws coming for big blue. 
We could. And also, too, uh, I mean, as, as this one gets dicey and rather interesting, by the way, the MAAC is a one-point game, too, uh, with under five minutes to go. So wow. exciting basketball all over the place today. But also, too, here now, total for this game, 138.5. Unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Under betters want uh, this one to end in regulation without question. Well, again, the call is a charge. Remember, Kentucky's up four. But no matter what, Kentucky's going to get possession back of the basketball. They are looking at this now. And if this is deemed a flagrant, one or two, we'll figure it out. You could be shooting free throws and getting the ball back. So to your point of the under, overtime is very much in play here, depending on how this call goes. What a crazy comeback here for Kentucky, just like we saw from Michigan State to get back inside that number and, and get get that game to go over. And a lot of these games, I mean, they're falling, you know, close to the spread and close to the total. You know, I mean, it, you've got all these data points for these teams. You typically have two head-to-head matchups already. The books are not hanging bad no. numbers at this time of the year. So, you know, it's it's tricky. And, and that's why maybe looking for the in-game opportunities maybe what you want to look for. Okay, so a charge has, in fact, been called. And we'll see if there are free throws coming for Kentucky. Because normally on a standard charge call, it's just a change of possession. But if it's deemed to be a flagrant, and this information is coming down right now, uh, we'll see if Kentucky gets free throws here. But this is getting really dicey, uh, certainly depending on which side you had and or the total. Let's go to the Mountain West very quickly uh, in our final minutes here, betting across America with San Diego State against Boise State here in this one. What do you make of, uh, right now, the Aztecs' short favorite in this one against Boise State? Uh, do you think the Broncos are a live dog in this one? I mean, the Broncos are certainly a live dog, but, I mean, what I look at here is a total for this game. where you got a total of 118. Hmm. So you've got the first game between these two teams. Boise State, by the way, swept the regular season. They won 42-37 to and 58-57. to Games played to 61 and 60 possessions. Wow. And we've talked about this already, that, as the stakes get bigger, games tighten up, right? So I would expect this game to be played in that 60 to 61 possession range, played pretty slowly, a game that's probably going to be a very tight defensive type of struggle. So the other thing for me would be the under in this game, and maybe you, you make a, a play for a live opportunity, something like that on the spread. All right, so that's one to keep an eye on. By the way, they have sorted it out in Tennessee. It was a, a uh, charging call. Kentucky got the ball back, missed a three. Tennessee has secured the rebound. 29.3 seconds to go now. Uh, they are now up five, shooting another free throw. So not out of the woods yet uh, for Tennessee backers there, but looking much better than it did uh, just about 10 seconds ago there. Uh, SMU Memphis, look at the pace of this game, Adam. So far, seven to six, seven minutes in. So not getting a lot of points here early on in this one. SMU, we feel like it's a must-win scenario for them. By the way, they're the higher seed, the two-seed. Memphis, the three seed, but so far a low scoring affair. Memphis is just a uh, leapfrog back in front eight to seven there early. Yeah, real quick. I want to make sure we mention this in the Mac championship game tonight between my alma mater, the Akron Zips Ooh. and Kent State. Four Kent State players suspended for the first half in this game, including Malik Jacobs, who had 19 points and 10 rebounds last night against Ohio. A Snapchat video went out. It had some vulgar language. The conference didn't like it. So they suspended some Kent State players for the first half here. Now, what's interesting of note is that this line really didn't move yeah. in light of that news. So take that for what it's worth in that MAC championship game here tonight in Cleveland. Yeah, very interesting there. You would think maybe you'd want to hop on Akron first half. We'll see how that plays out as well. Uh, 13 seconds ago, I don't think it's going to go final on our show here, but Brady Cannon standing by right here. Uh, Tennessee looks like they're about to wrap things up here and move on to the SEC final, shooting two free throws up by six. 
It is now a three-possession game, so I think pretty safe to say that Tennessee is going to be marching on. Adam, really enjoyed the conversation for the last three hours. Don't go anywhere. We got you covered all afternoon long right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 